Hey everybody, it's me Amanda with Once in a Wild and welcome back to another Once in a Wild Wednesday. We have another special guest sitting right next to me and Ghost is here as well. So welcome back if you have been here before. Um, we broadcast each and every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're located in South Texas in San Antonio, Texas. And if this is your first time visiting, welcome. We're happy to have new friends, family, and followers that we make each and every week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and I think we should begin. Alrighty, welcome everybody. Whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, make sure that you are following us on Facebook and make sure you're subscribing to our YouTube channel. That is a free way to help us out. But you can also donate to our little zoo. We are a mobile zoo with lots and lots of animals. I was just telling our special guest about our animal collection and uh, she's familiar with us, but she was just asking about it. And uh, some ways that you guys can help us out is through donations. One is gonna be Venmo, Cash App, and we also have a PayPal too. And then we have an Amazon wish list found at once in a while com. All of those links are down below in the description as well as down below here in the pink bar, right? So very easy to find. Another great way to help us out is by booking your own animal encounter, whether it be virtual like this, we can do a Zoom encounter for those of you that are social distancing right now, we totally understand. Or if you happen to be outside of Texas and you can't come and see us in person, that is okay. We have Zoom rooms, emphasis on Zoom rooms, where you can actually pick your own animal uh, menagerie to meet. You can meet usually up to eight animals per hour and uh, those are really, really uh, also inexpensive for you as well. So please let me know if you're interested in those. But we also have in-person animal encounters for those of you in our kind of window of cities in South Texas. We can help you out in person too. So that's another great way to help us out. <sighs> I think that's all I need to remind everybody of. <laughs> through that. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do it. I've done it over a hundred times now. Wow. Way more than that, actually. That's amazing. I think we have a hundred um, on our playlist on YouTube. So check it out. If you want to um, check out our past videos, they always upload right right over there to YouTube. I was like trying to figure out how to say that, right? <laughs> They're on there. And there's a playlist of all of our live streams. We have a lot of collaborations as well that we've been doing lately with special guests. And I'm really excited to have Sandra on the show today. Yay. Hello, Sandra. Yay. <laughs> so me and Sandra actually already know each other. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody that may not know you sure. and uh, explain Explain yourself. Who are you? Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm Sandra Christian. I'm the owner of Skyline Canopies. Aha. Uh, and I'm born and raised in Sweden. You didn't oh, know that? <laughs> I knew you were from somewhere. Yes. You have a beautiful somewhere accent. Else. The beautiful um, accent gave it away. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, I uh, born and raised in Sweden. My whole family's over there. Uh, friends and family. Uh, I came over to U.S. 2009, and okay. since then I've followed my love around. Uh, Your love. <laughs> military family. Oh, I see. That uh, makes sense. So, and then three, almost four years now, we've uh, been in New Braunfels, Texas. Wow. So what brought you to New Braunfels? Was it the military kind of area? I know San Antonio is very Air Force. Right. Uh, uh, it was, of course, military relocation for my husband. Okay. Uh, but uh, prior to that, it was, I was a nanny up in Boston. Uh, and mean. throughout the other locations that we've been through, I've been in grocery, um, bookstore management oh, okay. and Hobby Lobby <laughs> management and uh, insurance admin. Um, yeah, so that's very pretty. Cool. A couple of 
things that I've done throughout the Super years. Super cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, your husband, what branch of the military is he in? He's Air Force. Air Force. Yes. Very good. Thank and you for your service, sir. He recently <laughs> retired. Oh, very good. He's free. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> he's always been free, free but yeah, uh, true, true. No, he's, he's done his uh, service and very we're good. ready to. Uh, uh, do our thing now together. And, Excellent. Uh, so what is that? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so five years ago, I started Skyline Canopies. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was when we were stationed in Florida. Um, and I just saw the need of uh, smaller business needed to be branded okay. and visible in their communities. Uh, so my husband, he supported that and I was able to run with it. Uh, awesome. Then in our last year in Florida, um, then we relocated here and I hit the ground running <laughs> and, and networked my way around. I love the area and there's yeah, so much too. opportunities, so I, many opportunities, so yes. many businesses around, nonprofits, um, market, markets and mm -hmm. uh, activity events. Um, so yeah, I just walked around and saw everything happening um, and spread the word about Skyline Canopies. Uh, now that he is retired, uh, we are doing it somewhat together, but he uh -huh. also wants to do uh, insurance, commercial insurance. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, <laughs> on the side business, we're uh, selling uh, flavored peanuts. I heard about this right before the program. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So you you came from everything. Yes, no problem. You mm -hmm. came from uh, Sweden yes. to Boston. Mm -hmm. Is that was, was that your first transition into the U.S.? Had you visited the U.S. before? I had been one more time uh, before that. Uh, I was over five weeks during my college years as oh, a fantastic. teacher student. Okay, uh, so and that was in Boston or somewhere else? Hagerstown, Maryland. Okay. Maryland. So yes. you went to, from Maryland to Boston. I'm trying to think of the weather change. I know, right? Because Sweden obviously gets warm, but it gets cold. Yes. And it's very hot here. All four seasons, for sure. Right. So, no, I uh, I didn't mind either either location. I love Boston. Um, oh, very good. Being part of the half Swedish Jewish family that ah. I, I was hosted by. Loved every minute of it. Uh, they took very good care of me. So I, I stayed for my two years. Um, but no, and then travel has, has just moved us around. Mm -hmm. um, we were in Longview, Texas for a little bit. Where's Longview at? It's East Texas. Okay. Um, Dallas out 20, okay. uh, almost to Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we were blessed with Florida, which was Cocoa Beach. And I don't, Love know, Florida. I don't know if you've mm -hmm. seen all the NASA stuff and all that. We were right there with it. Uh, cool. <laughs> so yes, we enjoyed that and we made a lot of friends there. Uh, so that was hard to leave. Yeah. Uh, but no, we absolutely found our home here. Uh, and we've met a lot of great, <laughs> great friends <laughs> and business owners around. And it's, yeah, it just keeps on growing. Super We're, cool. Yeah. I love Florida. I actually lived in Florida um, uh, in Jacksonville, which I didn't really care for. Sorry, Jacksonville. It's not my favorite. Uh, that's too city for me. I love the beach and I love mm -hmm. um, the Florida weather where it's like warm all the time, but it rains every day. So right. you get like plant growth and it's gorgeous. I lived in Gainesville when I was in school for zoology mm -hmm. um, and I've lived in, uh, well, on the Florida Georgia border as well. So I'm familiar with the weather. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love the tropics. Yes. <laughs> no, the, the beach. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed that. And we were part of a uh, running community out there oh, too. Okay. So that was oh. uh, another thing that we did. For, you still run now? I don't. 
That's okay. I don't run at all. And I never have. I've never been a runner. I've, I, I run, I've ran before, but I've never enjoyed it. I don't mind running, but um, it's been less and less. And I bet, I bet the community that we had in Florida was a very good influence on that, mm. that part of my life. But um, yeah, I, I had a year where I, or no, it was a month that I asked my friends, they're like, how many miles can I run in this month? And it was August. It was probably two years ago. Uh, and I put it out there and they're like, you can run a hundred miles. I'm like, maybe. <laughs> so oh, I put it on my can. schedule. <laughs> so I actually put it on my schedule and uh, I made it happen. So wow. in one month, I ran a hundred miles. Yeah. It was fun. I guess if you in put your heat. mind to it, you can in do anything. In the Texas heat. <laughs> oh, that was in Texas. Oh my. I was thinking Florida. No. Uh, oh, Ricky's um, saying hi from all of our different angles. There's Ricky again. Hello, hello Ricky. <laughs> And he's waving. And this is my mom. My mom always watches the show as well. Hi, mom. This is Sandra. (laughs) I'm sure you'll meet here at some point. That's awesome. Well, very cool. So what um, Skyline Canopies, what all services do you guys provide? Where can people find you? Yeah. So uh, like I said, Mm -hmm. Skyline Canopies has been around for five years now. Um, It's been me, myself, and I trying to build it up. And we've Mm -hmm. serviced uh, any nonprofit government organizations, schools, uh, real estate professionals, uh, any service that wants to get out in the community and be seen. Uh, If they, yeah, if they do their own open houses, for example, or if they're a restaurant that wants to be more visible from the the Mm -hmm. traffic by Mm -hmm. any chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have our biggest product is the pop-up canopies that are yep. custom <laughs> and I know you guys know I'm one. very familiar yeah. with that now um one. but yeah 10 by 10s 10 by 15 10 by 20s uh and of course fully custom so we walk you through the process uh, and then we have our most popular item I would say is our stretch table covers Love those. We have one of those too. <laughs> yes. I wish I should have like thought ahead and like put a picture on here. But right. if you guys go to our Instagram, yeah. especially, you can actually see and Facebook too, wherever you guys go on our social media. Obviously, check them out too. Skyline Canopies. No, They're all over the place. <laughs> but but we have pictures of our tablecloth on there. I know we do. Yes. And we just got a brand new canopy. It's, I guess, the biggest one that you guys sell, which I yes. didn't know. Yes. Ricky made this decision. One. He said, we're getting the biggest one. And uh, I'm going all, all in on it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> but it's huge. It sure is. Uh, but, uh, no, but that, so table the covers, flag. Sure. And, and this is something that we, uh, Here, I'll show. we give to Here, we'll cover me. new flag. <laughs> New clients get a mini flag. It's a table size uh, flag with your brand on it, of course. So, um, yeah, we want to support your your efforts and uh, and you guys do the flags too the big flags do. yes so like, like picture flags. this but big yes <laughs> feather flags in all different shapes. Hi Tammy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. uh, she's watching uh and then what else do we have we have backdrops uh oh, cool. banner stands you know the ones my that you roll up mm-hmm. so if you have uh, some information you want to put out there <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome you can find really good i've used that one in many of my lives or zoom calls yeah it's easy like you, you just put it out or, mm-hmm. or go to networking event, for example, you just Perfect. pop that with you or mm-hmm. if you have a, um, what's it called? A presentation mm-hmm. or performance. I use it all something. the time, especially just, indoors because it does blow in the wind. Right? That's the only thing that mm-hmm. we, I mean, we put mm-hmm. it up anyway and it 
goes like this <laughs> and people will see your right? your logo on the back yes. and I say that's where we got it mm -hmm. um but anyway but uh, yeah we yeah. use it all the time so there, there's Super a lot easy. of a lot of products that we have available so just go to skylinecanopies.com yeah and good website yes very <laughs> easy to come yeah remember and uh, uh we have a lot of contact information there too like you can reach us in all different social media uh, mm -hmm. platforms where Facebook, Instagram, very heavy on the activity yes. there. And you're very responsive. That's yeah. one thing that I love about you guys is you Thank can you. message them and they're like, at your service, like immediately, pretty I, much. I, I might not answer in the middle of the night. No, of course not. <laughs> Unless you're, I mean, maybe they're in Sweden. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, I've actually worked from <laughs> Sweden too, so it works. But yes, another time zone. But no, <laughs> right. um, I um I treat our clients as I want to be treated mm -hmm. um, for you. and I don't, I, that's why the responsiveness comes in, but okay. I, I do my best to, to find answers and be as colorful as I can with mm -hmm. the client, uh, offering the opportunity to be that. And, um, yeah, just be creative. Super cool. I'm mm -hmm. just gonna set this aside just sure. for now. We might pull yes. it back out again. For so sure. what made you want to kind of switch gears? I think you mentioned it a little bit, mm -hmm. obviously. You were in store management and just kind of like, well, I need something new. Or did you want to just own your own business? Because that's partially why we opened up as yeah. well. Uh, no, I was that's, wondering. <laughs> that's a great question. I um, No, I, I was working for, of course, the man, and I had great mm -hmm. leaders in front of me. Um, it Nothing just wrong happened. with that either. No, mm -hmm. no. Um, I've been very fortunate throughout the, the years of being in, in other positions work, but uh, there was an opportunity that presented itself um, okay. when my husband was in recruiting and marketing. Oh, okay. Uh, and he saw the, he, he brought something home. <laughs> and um, he told me that we probably just needed to create a website and i ran with the idea of being helpful to other businesses mm -hmm. and uh, like i said table cover just a table cover can mm -hmm. do so much for a small oh, business yes. <laughs> uh, when they go to a market and you see someone who is not branded and they have a blank uh, potentially a black <laughs> or a plastic uh, table cover <laughs> <laughs> no judging but that has, has no brand on him right uh and you walk up to them and you're like who who are you yeah um so i wanted to be that support for for that business and uh i ran with the idea of of having that available for as many as i could uh, so yeah so how many clients would you say y'all have, you know? So in the five years. Just um, curious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I've worked with. I don't know how many clients I have. <laughs> I, I'm... <laughs> oh, um, no, but in total, uh, during my three, five years, I probably worked with close to 200, 250 brands. Wow. Uh, and it's anything, like I said, from startups to uh, situated mm -hmm. government uh, contracts, um, that need the support from a small business like myself. Totally. And you guys are very affordable. We found and very high quality. That was something yes. I noticed immediately because we had actually another tablecloth mm -hmm. that was okay. 
I don't mean, I don't even know where it was from, where he got it, you know, on the spot for us to have something. Because we had to have something. We had a purple tablecloth, which is once in a while. But you guys are colorful. So but you we got, I mean, too. it looks like this now. The whole right. thing looks like this. Check it out on Instagram. You can see the difference. I'm sure we have the, the original one and then nothing wrong with it. It just mm, um, needed a revamp. But the quality of y'all's tablecloth is a hundred times better. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, no holes so far. So good. If it <laughs> gets dirty, you, if it gets dirty, you just wash it. Yes. Um, um, I mean, if an animal bites it, we can't help but there. But right. I'm talking about from stretching it around the, the legs of the and table. I love the stretch. I, so, I sell that any day of the week. For great sure. Stretch, stretch. And it's even got little footies on the bottom where you put the table feet. Yeah. Feet, yep. right? The yep. legs have the feet. Uh, yes. hits the bottom of the ground or the floor. Mm -hmm. And it has these little rubber feet. Yes. <laughs> what do you call those? Are they feet? feet? I would say feet. Stopper yeah. things. Uh -huh. Great. You can throw it right in the wash if you need mm -hmm. to wash it. Highly recommend. At least get a tablecloth. Yes. If you have a business of any kind. <laughs> yes. Table covers you. is the basic. Step one. Um, I, I totally understand if a, a new startup can't afford right. a canopy at Yet. the first. But Especially I, that 10 by 20. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. But the good thing is <laughs> with the products that we have available is that you are investing in back into your brand. Totally. It's, it's not promo items i'm okay with mm -hmm. but you kind of hand those out yeah 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 and, the, the, the money disappears and cards, and hopefully you have to have that too back. but yes but the the price that we um promote and have available for our clients is things that you can reuse for a long time and it represents you yes. so and uh, our hashtag is be bold stand up very good. Mm -hmm. And you guys have bright colors as well. Yes. So you, you're you you're wearing I literally your work shirt today. Yes. Fitting right in with Once in a Wild. I didn't blend in today. So, so Once in a Wild. Yes. Yay. Oh. And uh, of course, Ricky did all of our branding. But I had a little say so in there too. I mean, right. I'm not going to, you know, bright colors. Horn too much, I, but I, I bright admit, colors. I admit when we, I think you and I crossed paths. Uh, probably social media was our first. I think so too. I probably followed in Instagram stalker guys. Stalker, friendly stalker, friendly stalker. Was it that uh, live stream show or was it before it might, that? I'm not sure. I don't remember. I'm not sure. I don't but even know what it's, where where I'm at at the time. And then I've seen life. you. <laughs> and then I've seen you guys out and about. Yes. And you've been part of many events. Yeah. Um, uh, Pet Fest was mm -hmm. the the one I remember you being yes. at. Yeah. Uh, and. I, I admit that I did have a brand crush. What does that guys. mean? What's a brand crush? No, a brand crush <laughs> is is a brand that I really, really want to work with. Oh, I see. Uh, and I see them as as they're active out there in the mm -hmm. community and yeah. they're colorful. Um, and yeah, I just I just want to work with them. Well, <laughs> so now you brand have. crush, and it won't end. I promise. Yes. Um, I forget what else I was going to ask you. Oh, let's talk about um Pet Fest and Kids Fest. Sure. So Kids Fest is coming up in yes. November. A little yes. while you guys have time that's going to be a public event for you guys please make sure you stay tuned to our um website number one the website will always have the public events on there the next one coming up is the once upon a party bippity boppity boo fest can't miss I've that heard about that yes. and that one's going to be a lot of fun on a friday night the 29th at the botanical gardens here in san antonio so don't miss that but then i think the next one that we have planned so far mm -hmm. is the new Braunfels kids, kids fest yes and then when is pet fest again i forget so Pet Fest is coming up next year. Okay, great. So, so we have plenty of that, time. Yes, plenty of time. Um, but we are getting a lot of vendors already. For Kids Fest or for Pet Fest. Both. 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 <laughs> so I'm right. not going to uh, 
put it too much in for a kids fest because I know that team is going to be a guest coming next month. Here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you'll get more from her. Um, yes, but we I do. Just thought of it. <laughs> we are locking in a lot of neat vendors, and we have amazing sponsors. Uh, next level orthodontics is the title sponsor oh, okay. for this year. Oh. Uh, but I'm just super excited. Yeah. Um, I am going to host a mascot parade. Oh, I know. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I had it first at Pet Fest and it was so much fun. Is that Um, the first time? That was the first time. So I was like, oh, let's do mascot parade 2.0 for Kids Fest. And we're going to do it both days. Both days. Kids and pets. Uh, Yes. Uh, So I want to invite everyone absolutely come out to Kids Fest and early on. uh, I know Saturday we open the door at 10. And Sunday is open the door at 11. Uh, We're doing both days. Yes. Once in a while, we'll be there doing all the things. (laughs) Yeah. So that one is nbkidsfest.com is all the information on there. Uh, I love what Hill Country Conference is doing. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Thanks, Tammy. So so I locked arms. I locked arms with them. And uh, so if you're a vendor out there that needs a home. Need Come somewhere home. to and want to and want to be visible in uh-huh. New Braunfels area. Absolutely, lock arms with Hill Country Conferences. Um, Perfect. But they have so much more. Um, we're gonna do a braid bar battle at okay. my booth. Uh, so I've invited some local salons, and they're gonna be oh, at my that booth. kind of braid. Yes, like braid bar battle, and they're gonna do bar. a fundraiser uh, where they put yeah. Anyone who comes through our booth, they can braid their hair or kind of style it a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, be creative with it. I personally uh, have long hair. Right? So you should <laughs> come by that booth experience Watch there. partake. Right? <laughs> and then it, all the funds go to one or both or who knows, uh, mm-hmm. of the event beneficiaries, um, which is NB Food Bank and oh, Room Redux. Okay. Those are two that you need to get on this show, too. Okay. Yes. Ricky, are you paying attention? Write it down. <laughs> NB Food Bank. Louie is out there. And then Rim Redux, Susie, uh, okay. should absolutely be your, your upcoming guest. Remind him after They're the show. Amazing. That yes. sounds great. And we, we're always looking for new guests. There's just only so much time. Right, right. In, in our life. Right? Yes. But there's always the future. We're not going to stop once in a wild Wednesday. Uh, we haven't stopped yeah. even though we're back out there in person again. Right. I didn't really want to. And yeah. I'm glad I haven't. And, and no, you mentioned guests on. <laughs> you mentioned Pet Fest. Yes. Um, a combination there. NB Food Bank. And okay. They have something called Daisy Cares. Oh. And it's for that? pets. You, the they food collect for pets. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. food for pets and uh, trinkets that you need for pet owners because Great. we have donated items. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that and uh, they will continue to be our partner probably for Pet Fest coming up Great. in April 2022. So you will see your guys awesome. there too. Okay, now we have to talk about the other endeavor that you were talking about. Mm, the little snacks can, that you I guys can, sell. Yeah, I can. So tell me about that. the. Okay, so how long have we been doing this? Uh, not very long, uh, but I think if I mentioned, um, so Donovan <laughs> is our friend, he is in Florida, uh, and he's been doing, his brand is called D's Nuts, <laughs> and he has, uh, flavored peanuts, it's six flavors. Oh, I uh, did it wrong. He's getting a shout out here, so let's, uh. <laughs> I did it wrong, I'm gonna do it again. Oh. <laughs> Grab these nuts.com. Here, I will do that. Yes. 
So uh, is it just peanuts? It's just peanuts, but uh, it's it's six flavors. Yes, Pammy, you're right. Everybody loves these nuts. Um, <laughs> and we so we came across him. It's not what you think out there. No, with dirty it's mines. amazing. They're six flavors, and we started selling them for <laughs> for our friend Donovan um, back in March. Okay, uh, and it's just amazing. It's a great brand. Um, everyone, when they see it, they just run out and want to taste it. And I bet. Yes. Uh, so we started that back in March, and it's a side hustle of ours. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so why not give, give Donovan and Dee's Nuts a shout out here? And yeah. we've gone to markets. Uh, recently was last week. We went to Kamal County Fair, and okay. that was a really good one. Okay. There was a lot of people that came up, and they're like, oh, we've seen this brand. We want to taste them. How old is that brand? Uh, just five years. So oh, okay, sim- okay, okay. similar okay. to Scallon Canopies. New, I'm, yeah. So that name wasn't taken yet? Mm-hmm. I guess not. How is that possible? <laughs> I know. How was but I know while not taken either? I, don't I know, know there's uh, a lot of like similarities. It's like T-H-E-E-S-Z. Oh, okay. Um, with Z. Not yeah. to be confused with D's. No, he, <laughs> he's doing a great job. Uh, and yeah, we just acquired the, the product to, <laughs> to Texas. So... I love it. Go and check out All In Distribution Wholesale if you guys want to get any here in Texas. All In Distribution Wholesale. wholesale. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Okay. I'm trying to think what else I have questions for you. Now I'm stumped after <laughs> these nuts discussion. But when it comes to, uh, yeah, to bring it back to where I'm from, yeah. um, I am born and raised in Sweden, but I grew up on a farm. Oh, very good. So animals have always been mm-hmm. in my life. Um, what kind of animals? I, I would say I've had, we've had dogs, we've had cats, uh, we've had chickens. Um, because of the farm, we had uh, cows too. Uh, and what kind of farm was it? Was it dairy? It was or? dairy. Okay. Yes, dairy. Um, and there's still our neighbors are still dairy oh, kind of farmers. But Aww. when my mom took over, we got horses. Yay! <laughs> I love horses. So we have horses, and uh, I think I uh, was maybe six, seven years old uh, when she brought me to uh, a horse school class mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. to ride. And, I did that as well. Uh, uh, and I I love speed, mm. so I'm not a. <laughs> like, I, I prefer to yeah go just faster yeah. than than just okay let's the fancy riding here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so that and jumping okay um and then yeah growing up we had several dogs and uh, now now we have one dog uh, that's what has been nice you have any pets we what kind do of have, dog uh, we have a dingo. You have a dingo, I think, or at least a dingo <laughs> something. Something. Part, part she dingo. was so when we got her, she's a rescue, okay, uh, and okay. she's been with us for the past nine years now. Mm-hmm. So her name is Sadie May. Sadie May. She's a Texas Hi, Sadie lady. May. If you're watching, <laughs> yes, she's a Texas lady. Uh, we bought, uh, got her in Longview, Texas, mm-hmm. and she's been with us, and she's amazing. Um, but when we first got her they had her down as a lab mix but her ears are sticking out and her tail is everything's a lab mix and a shelter yeah, hmm. it was not um <laughs> and then my husband's uh office partner 
brought up that she looks kind of like a dingo. Mm -hmm. And we looked it up and we saw mm. the, the history behind it mm -hmm. is Carolina dogs. Okay, and, and they yeah. were brought over. Yeah. They were brought over from Australia and yeah. used at the swamps. Okay, uh, and she's she doesn't like water, so she's not <laughs> a lab at no, all right, when no, that's come no, to. No. Um, but no, she's she's familiar oh. with that. And then uh, she's also similar to like a, a herding dog, like okay. a red healer mix mm -hmm. kind of. So okay. She's some. She's special. I'm gonna have to meet your dog. Yes. At some point, we have three dogs oh, here. Okay. They're not part of Once in a Wild. They're just yeah. part of the family. They yeah. were before Once in a Wild and everything. Yeah. We have two Border Collies and okay. one Schnauzer. Nice. And uh, what's the names? Uh, the Border Collies are T Bird and Elvis, and then the Schnauzer is Oliver. Nice. So Ricky, when we met um, over seven years ago, he yeah. already had Oliver, so that was his dog. Nice. And my dogs were the Border Collies. Oh, nice. <laughs> They're all, all his dogs. Oh, yeah. dogs. Yes, mm -hmm. dogs are great. I like cats too. I'm a cat yeah. person actually, but Ricky's allergic to cats. But I can't complain because now we have a whole bunch, a whole bunch of animals in our own business right. with the animals. So because you mentioned how many animals do you about have? About a hundred animals here at once in a while. That does include animals like bugs, no, and tarantulas no. and scorpions. Your favorite? Oh wow, <laughs> I was a little but scared. But those count. They count as yeah. animals. So yes. uh, I even called bugs animals too. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are. They're not vegetables or minerals. Right. So, right, right, right. They're animals. <laughs> well, very good. good. Well, shall confirmed. we talk about animals now? That was a great sure. segue from these nuts to, well, from Skyline, <laughs> from Sweden, all the way from Sweden. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, where's your husband from? That's what I was going to ask you. Oh, he's Texas. Oh, okay. Hi, Fort, Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. And his family's here. So, we're, oh, okay. we're close okay. back to him. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Sean. Sean? Sean. Hi, Sean. Yes. <laughs> very, very good. Okay. Thanks for uh, telling your whole life story. That was fantastic. I love hearing about that. If you want to yeah. talk some more about it, go for it. Yeah. But I figure we talk about some animals now. I do. So this little girl is hiding way on the other side of her tank. So, whoa, she's hungry today. So we'll definitely give her a snack. They're oh. not the smartest animal ever. So she's actually grabbing her fake plant. They do not eat fl fake plastic plants. That's hard to say. Um, but we'll let her spit that out once she figures out it's not food. There we go. Um, they're not herbivores either. They're actually carnivores, but she thought I was going to feed her. I was just trying to move her over here. Come on, ghost. This is ghost. Oh, there we go. Very enthusiastic. They are an axolotl. She's an axolotl. She's a girl. She's around five or six years old now. And they can live pretty long lives into their late, late 20s or so. So yeah. she's still pretty young. She is pretty, bye, I guess you're leaving again, see ya. Uh, they are pretty much the size when they are fully grown though. Yeah. She is a mature female and uh, they're not normally this color. No. So a lot okay. of people are familiar with them being the white with like the dark eyes and the red gills. The the things on the side of her head are gills. Come back, come back, we'll feed you a snack. Don't be offended. <laughs> oh my. She's very She's hungry. Fast. They can be fast when they wanna be. Let's give her a snack before she leaves. Sure. Mm. So her favorite snack, everybody's favorite snack and Ricky's sure. favorite animal worms yum <laughs> just kidding Ricky hates worms he's afraid of them oh, wow. so I always like to tell him here's the worm Ricky here it is oh wow there it is it's alive see it wiggling yeah these are live meal worms whoa and I'm gonna give her one it's her favorite treat here you go ghost yeah yum 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 so they are a type of salamander which is a type of amphibian um like a frog yeah. so they're related to frogs uh frogs newt salamanders toads all those guys are amphibians every amphibian of all of those i listed starts their life the same way mm -hmm. 
in their mommy's tummy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they are born as an egg or they're laid as an egg, right? So mom will lay lots and lots of eggs in most amphibians cases. There are, there are exceptions. Some amphibians lay just a couple of eggs at a time, but that's really rare. Most amphibians like fish have lots of eggs. Yeah. So in axolotl's case, same thing. They will have eggs under the water and then the egg will hatch, right? You know what it is yes. called when they hatch? No. It's a tadpole. You've tadpole. heard of a tadpole before, right? That's a word. Tadpole. I, I didn't. It's like a worm. It looks <laughs> okay. like a worm. It looks like a, a larva. Oh, with a. It's like a head with a. Tail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. It looks okay. like a like a worm, okay. underwater, right? A swimming worm, and that is called a tadpole or larva. And mm -hmm. that's how they start their life, and then they start changing. They're gonna grow legs. Yes. They're going to um, look very different as they grow, grow bigger, of course. And most um, amphibian babies, when their tadpoles turn into like a frog that can go on land. Oh, she's yeah. not going to do that. Oh, she's not? They stay in the water their whole oh. life. But she has claws or something. They do. So that's going to be kind of just like something that their relatives would have, like a frog. Okay. Um, the axolotl is actually a pretty new species in oh. evolution, evolutionarily speaking. Um, they're not as ancient as like other amphibians. But they still have like claws like other amphibians do, just tiny ones, nothing mm -hmm. sharp or anything. Um, they can walk along the bottom of the river where they're from. Do you want to guess where they're from? It's not Sweden. <laughs> is, it, is it Africa? That's a great guess. <laughs> they're actually from the New World. Oh, what? New Mexico. World? Oh. They're from Mexico. <laughs> so not the old world, but the New World, right? So Central America, South America. Oh, well, technically Mexico is North America if you're being really, really literal. But mm. Central America, let's just say that. So they're from Mexico. They're only from one little tiny spot in Mexico City. Okay. And Mexico City is big. It's a, one of the biggest cities in the world. But there's the Xochimilco River Canal, um, which is like a tiny little, um, just like a little, almost like a lake within a river system. So it's just mm -hmm. like a tiny little riverbed. And that's where these guys are from. Only from there. So they're not very common in the wild at all. In oh, fact, wow. they're in a critically endangered species. So they are pretty common in zoos and aquariums and in the pet trade now, which is so interesting to me. They're very easy to breed because they have so many babies. You can have like 200, 500 <laughs> eggs at once. Oh, wow. like a lot of babies. So um, when raised chicken. in, yeah, no, not like a chicken. Um, when they're raised in human care, there's lots of babies potentially, right? So the mm. species is doing okay in captivity, but out in the wild, really bad. Oh. So they're, they're, they have like that one little area where they, I keep doing this, but it's like a, it's like a little network of, uh, like a like a little pocket in the river basically where they're kind of kind of fused off from the rest of the river system so they can't really leave and they can't really go anywhere else um they stay there and it's very cold as well they like their water cold okay it's about uh 55 to 60 degrees fahrenheit in their waters where they live and she likes <laughs> the water to be cold she wants another worm now um they are going to be only in the water like i said and they eat things like larvae of mosquitoes worms Bugs that land on the water surface, fish mm -hmm. underwater. They might eat other amphibians too. What's the red? Like, those are her gills. That's how they breathe. Huh. So, like a fish, they have gills, and uh, but her gills stick out instead of being covered like yeah. a fish. A fish will have like a like these little flaps that cover their gills, and you can't really see them. Yeah. But you can see a fish breathing like that. But her gills just stick out on the sides. There's three on each side of her face, and all those red things are basically telling you that there's oxygen going through them. Mm -hmm. That tells you she's been moving around. We saw that, right? Yeah. And she's breathing a lot. There's a lot of oxygen in her gills right now. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have anything to say out there? Feel free to, to uh, make sure you leave a comment and question about ghosts if you have any, but we'll just keep yeah. talking. Um, their eyes do not blink like most fish or right. aquatic amphibians too. They don't need to blink. They're underwater all the time. They don't need to moisturize their eyes, right? 
Okay. Um, they have a great sense of smell. Not the best vision, but they do see. And uh, they have a great sense of touch as well. She probably feel the vibrations of the water and everything <laughs> when I was feeding her uh-huh. these worms. <laughs> right. These worms. <laughs> that might be the next product. These worms. These worms. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> So they are critically endangered species. Like I said, they don't really have very much space to live in the wild, but um, they're also um, affected by trash in the water, Mm. temperature change, climate change. It's warming in their water, so not good for them. Um, Mm. Toxins in their water, like all kinds of chemicals that humans have put there, and also something called invasive species. Do you know what that means? Someone that eats them? Correct. So other animals that don't belong there that might eat the axolotl or at the very least eat the food of the axolotl too much. And then they don't have success in the wild. So things like carp and tilapia, which are big fish that people fish for. Um, Back in the day, there's a bunch of them released into the river system and they made their way into the habitat of the axolotl Mm. and have done very well. And the axolotl of course, gets eaten and things like that. So not good, um, but it's not all sad. They're they're doing very well in the care of humans, like I said. So they're never going to go extinct totally, yeah. but they're almost extinct in the wild. So over a mm-hmm. survey of 20 to 25 years, I think it was, they went from 6,000 per square kilometer to 35 per square kilometer, 35 oh, wow. individuals. Wow. Very rare now. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. is it? So you guys took ghost in when you so she's to... not from the wild no but that's a great question um but they're they're great for education so we can talk yeah. about them and let people know that they do exist in the wild um ghost in the wild would probably not live very long because she's white so she is actually the wrong color <laughs> to be a wild animal this is only seen in human care she's a golden albino very pretty wow. and like i was saying before i lost my train of thought they uh, a lot of people do recognize the white axolotls from like art and um instagram and cartoons mm-hmm. and things or maybe minecraft i heard they're a minecraft oh. character now on that video game i've never played minecraft in my life but <laughs> very popular nowadays with the kids um uh-huh. but most people see this color but in the wild they're dark they're like almost black and they're spotted a little bit so that helps them to blend in nice. they can camouflage right and uh usually they're gonna live by themselves kind of in their own little section of their own little world in there and in the river and uh super cool animal one of my favorite animals i even have a tattoo of one right here and uh yeah how much does she eat um they don't eat very often um in the wild they're gonna eat whenever they get the opportunity something goes by but they may not eat every day because food can be scarce right Mm. um we feed her about three times a week okay and right now she's getting treats so this wouldn't be (laughs) like a this wouldn't be like an everyday thing it's just a sometime snack So the worms are actually pretty fatty, so you don't want to overdo it with the worm. But she's being such a good girl. Oh, Mm -hmm. yum. And she's very enthusiastic about eating today. They don't actually have any teeth. So if I were to get bitten, it wouldn't hurt me. But it's just easier to feed her on tongue so I don't get startled and splash everyone. (laughs) Splash zone. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it is quick, so it startles me when she eats. Yeah, super fast. But even though they don't have teeth, they can still kind of slurp it in and chomp it up. Mm -hmm. And they swallowed it. Yeah. Yum. Their <laughs> their scientific name is Ambistoma Mexicanum, which means Mexican glutton, essentially. Oh. In Latin. <laughs> I did not know that. So they I'm learning so eat. much today. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. what other questions do you have about her? 
I see a question on, on there. <gasps> Wonderful. What part of the world do they live in? I already said that, but I will totally say it again. They're from Mexico. They're from only one tiny area in Mexico City called the Xochimilco River Canal System. And there's like two little pockets of the river that they live in. And that is it. And that is um, one reason why they are critically endangered. Is they only mm -hmm. have that little area in the first place to exist in the wild. Mm -hmm. So, and they can't leave or go this way or that way along the river system. So they're kind of stuck there. So it's kind of like a pool that exists there, a natural pool. Um, they're also there? very specialized. I have been to Mexico City. Yeah. I have been right past that area when we went to the zoo in Mexico City is right near there. Okay. Um, and they do a lot of ecological um, conservation with axolotls, mm -hmm. of course, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, and breeding of them. Yeah. But I didn't like see any in the wild because you, can, you can't really find them and they're oh. hard to see. So oh. they're usually at the bottom of the river and they're dark. So, and you're not allowed to dive no, into, no. <laughs> into their natural habitat. No, right. Um, but that is where they're from. They're actually kind of a, a Mexican treasure now. People that, that are aware of them and know them, they're very proud in Mexico of their species that only lives there. Kind of a little mascot of Mexico I'm, City. <laughs> so, I would have been too. <laughs> yeah. So sure. at the, at the uh, zoo, they were really cool about that. They had a whole bunch mm -hmm. of um, like signage and like we love our axolotls and lots of history. It was really cool to go. I'm I sure love Mexico could... City. I highly recommend yeah. visiting Mexico City. <laughs> That's awesome. I so, have yeah. not been there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend. Lots of great food. Probably the best food I've ever had in my life. Oh. Another question. Do they lay eggs? Yes, they do. So just like other amphibians, frogs, salamanders, newts, and toads, axolotls too, they lay um, gelatin like eggs they're like they also remind me of like boba tea oh okay. that's what they yeah. the texture of it yeah. very very jelly very wet and they lay a whole bunch of eggs at once anywhere from 200 to like 500 eggs maybe more mm -hmm. per female during the breeding season um they'll lay the eggs and they kind of like stick them to plants and things okay. so they're kind of hidden in the plants and then when the babies hatch out they're going to hatch out of the tadpole and metamorphosize into how, the how adult eventually to turn into an adult no to oh from the egg to out. I'm not really sure. That's no? a great question. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's very long. I think it's like a month or two at the most. Okay. But not, not a very long uh, gestation. Okay. Um, and when they're in mom's belly, I don't know how long that is either. I'm gonna look that up. <sighs> Nobody's ever asked me that before. Hmm. New questions. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite things about my job is I'm yeah. always encouraged to learn more things about that's the awesome. things I like. So even though she's one of my favorite animals, I don't know that. And I don't breed them. So no. I, don't, I don't know. But I'm sure that's an easy Google search, right? For sure. What is their lifespan? Oh my gosh, up to 200. No, it's up to 500. Uh, 200 to 500. What percentage actually make it? That's a great question. Um, so the life expectancy in the wild is not going to be as long as here in with humans in human care where they're safe, right? And they don't have to worry about pollution or trash or predators or anything like that. Um, so here with us, she could live into her late 20s. I think that's the longest I've heard of them living. She's actually my first axolotl that I've had in my personal collection, but I've worked with them before. Um, but I heard that one lived to be like 28 or 29. That's a oh, pretty wow. long time, almost 30. Yeah. And in the wild, I'm sure far less. So especially yeah. nowadays with them ha not having the greatest habitat scenario, mm -hmm. um, I would say up to 10 probably in the wild. So it's at yeah. least like, like half, if not uh, more of you know, you know what I'm trying to say, uh, less of their lifespan. Um, and how many actually make it? So that is why a lot of animals have so many eggs. Um, animals like spiders and 
frogs and I'm trying to think of another example all sorts of animals that are usually going to be prey when they're little even mm. when they're bigger adults so this is as big as they alligator, get alligator turtles yeah those guys do have quite a few not as many as not like as a frog no, but, but quite right. a few yeah so the more the babies the more insurance mm -hmm. right <laughs> that you are going to have your offspring continue on mm -hmm. uh, but yes yeah, sea turtles are a great example of an animal that definitely doesn't make it like mm. I think it's like like um two percent make it yeah. from the clutch of eggs um these guys i don't know <laughs> that's mm. something to be researched i don't even know if scientists know like no. how many make it in the wild um but of course they have a higher chance in human care where people you know you can protect right. them and make sure that the temperatures are right and no toxins and no predators mm -hmm. um so i don't really know the exact answer but i do know that's why they have so many is yes. to make sure that they're gonna procreate at some point right this is a long nice, nice. Uh, question, but it's Nikki. Hi, Nikki. This is uh, Ricky's daughter. Nice. I have a question. I see oxalals everywhere in stores, on media, and as pets, etc. I thought they would be increasing in numbers because of their popularity. Question mark. They say the same thing about tigers <laughs> that there are that there are less in the wild, but high number in captivity. So are they still considered endangered? Yes, they are. So when it comes to um, being an endangered species, it's only in the wild. We're not talking about in the care of humans. So their classification has many different levels, all the way from what's called least concern. That means they're not endangered. They're doing great. That's like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, an animal. Squirrels. Gray yeah. squirrels are least concern here in the United States. They're everywhere, right? They're not endangered at all. Not like you, ghost. Yeah. Um, but then you have uh, different levels. So they start diminishing. Vulnerable. And then all the way down to endangered, critically endangered, extinct in the wild, and then extinct altogether. So unless they are just totally diminished from human care, zoos, aquariums, that's when they would be technically extinct. So if dinosaurs existed in Jurassic Park, <laughs> they wouldn't really be extinct, would they? There were still some of them, um, but in the wild, they are extinct. So extinct in the wild is kind of the lowest level until they're just gone, period. But I don't see that happening with axolotls. And then, um, yes, so with tigers, same thing. Tigers, there are more tigers in Texas and in some other states in the United States than there are in the wild. Oh, wow. Because they barely have any habitat left. Mm. Most animals don't, um, which is very no sad. Hunting him. Right, right, mm -hmm. no, yeah. So they're, and, and honestly, tigers are not good pets, obviously, right? We were just talking about this, actually, before the show started. Yeah. We are talking about uh, different regulations on animals that we can have. Um, and uh, so that's not great <laughs> that they're overbred so much in the care mm -hmm. of humans, in my opinion. But with these guys, they're they're not going to um, require a ton of space. They're not dangerous, <laughs> nothing like that. So breeding them is, I think, totally ethical, um, as long as they're being bred, you know, healthy and and taken care of and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I think that answers your question. I hope. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't answer your question, let me know, Nikki, and I will try to answer it better. Um, but yes, it's very similar to a lot of species that are unfortunately sometimes in like private collections or in zoos. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with tigers in zoos, right? Right. They're helping them out. They're right. breeding them and making sure they're educational. They're educational, all that. Mm. What's the biggest one on record? <laughs> I do mm. not know. <laughs> You're asking me all Another the stumped, question, stumped hey. questions. Uh, for axolotls, I know they get about this size. She's not going to get much bigger than what she is. And I don't know what the, the record is. Okay, I did answer your question. Very good. Love your questions, Nikki. You can keep asking questions if you like. Axolotls are pretty interesting because um, a lot of people don't know what they are. But now a lot of people I, do know what they are. Because I thought of, it was a lizard, so yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> she called it a gecko. I'm going to forgive. 
I'm going to forgive that. That is okay. You are in a different <laughs> career path altogether. Yes. So that is allowed. Um, but yeah, but they're wonderful. They're very slimy and mm. slick. For amphibians in general, you shouldn't pick them up or touch mm. them because they um, they can actually get sick from you. Oh. So we can get sick from them, but we can get sick from a lot of animals. I mean, chickens carry salmonella, don't they? Mm. So if you don't wash your hands after handling your chicken or dog for that matter, you can you might be able to get sick. Yeah. Um, but these guys are more... Um, vulnerable to us mm -hmm. like them them getting sick from us so if you go mm. over to a frog and pick it up and give it a kiss and you're hoping for your right. prince charming um you can actually give the oils on your hands to the frog mm. and it can absorb it right through its skin oh, wow. quickly and get sick if you have oily skin which mm. most of us humans have yeah. oily skin or if we're using hand sanitizer and touching animals then they can get sick from us so that's why they're so affected by chemicals and yeah. trash and things like that in their water and they're mm. in the water so they're living in it and everything and they're not a reptile so that's what i was going to do the reptile uh, compare and contrast these mm -hmm. guys have slimy skin that absorbs mm -hmm. reptiles have um scaly skin that is waterproof oh. so a reptile is way more protected from the elements from chemicals things like that they can still be affected eventually but these guys are far more sensitive yeah so what's really important about frogs and salamanders and axolotls for that matter is they're actually a species that can indicate how healthy the planet is oh. so if they start getting sick from xyz yeah. temperature change chemicals whatever it may be um we need to look out for the next step so they you know they're going to be the first ones affected usually um and then mm -hmm. the next level up and the next level up um have you ever heard of like a canary in a coal mine have you ever heard yes. of that phrase yes. you know what that means mm -hmm. So yeah, that's about, like if they took the little bird yes. into the coal mine and the bird became sick or, or died. Mm -hmm. So mean. Yeah, but no. but that's kind of the the saying, right? They're mm -hmm. they're like that for the planet. Mm -hmm. So they're the, one of the first ones to be ill. So it's really important to take care of them. There's a lot of frogs that are endangered, unfortunately. So mm. uh, don't pick up frogs. <laughs> and uh, a really great way to help mm. frogs in your backyard is to not spray all kinds of pesticides and chemicals all over the place. Because they're the ones that are going to actually get poisoned mm. before the bugs do, believe it or not. And the bugs are their food. <laughs> so there's a lot better ways to actually handle that. Inviting more frogs into your yard is actually great mm. for bugs. Uh, bats and um, some birds, of course, um, dragonflies and all those animals will kind mm. of naturally take care of bugs. We also yeah. have a couple of those um, lanterns that you can hang yeah. that have the bright light where the bugs are attracted to it, but there's no chemicals. They just mm. get sucked into it and yeah. that kind of helps as well. But Make it less less mosquitoey <laughs> but i mean buggy. we've had a really bad buggy we've had ugh, we've had a really bad year with bugs this this year i don't know about yeah. you guys in your brothels but oh my gosh it's been so buggy um but that's one way we've kind of counteracted that bats mm. are another one that eat bugs eat uh in the I night saw one of my friends they went up to austin to see all the the bats fly oh, so neat. yeah i haven't seen that yet but she so you showed should. me <laughs> she showed me a, a video of it and they're like it's a really lot neat. of them yeah <laughs> a lot of them that's awesome so there's some you can also set up bat boxes and you're on like mm. on the side of your house to invite bats into your life it might take some time mm. um also little owls like screech owls eat roaches and mm. other bigger bugs june bugs things like that so that's another animal you can invite in your life if you ever need advice about any of this just let me let me know that's what i'm here for <laughs> i know let's talk forever about but it full of the uh, knowledge there thank you for sure how are axolotls with other axolotls like together? Um, are they like betta fish? So you, are you familiar with betta fish? Yes. The, the fighting the, fish? Yes. Siamese fighting fish? Um, not as bad as betta fish, but some axolotls don't get along together. Yeah. So it just kind of depends. They're a solitary animal. 
just mm -hmm. like um, a snake is a solitary animal most of the time. There's a couple of exceptions of that. Um, mm -hmm. There are frogs and toads that get along together just fine and won't eat each other, but most amphibians will try to eat each other. Yeah. So for our axolotls, we have three, ghost, gremlin, and goblin. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, they're all in their own habitats, <laughs> so okay. they do not they do not live together. Um, it's actually kind of... Uh, risky to do that. I wouldn't say mm. dangerous. It just depends. But some some people do keep multiple axolotls together. You have to have a lot of space and places for them to get away from each other, like hides mm. and caves and things. So do they so, scratch each other then? No, or? they'll bite each other. They, without so, teeth? Without teeth, but the pressure. So what they'll do, oh. so this is fun. So if they feel like, if they, well, plus if they're different sizes too, you never oh. want to put like a little one with a big one. No, no, no. Well, yeah, just like fish, you know, a lot uh, yeah. of fish will eat each other. I know. She's yeah. terrified. Like, <laughs> poor ghost. No, okay. we're not going to do that, right? No. No, it's just better to keep them solitary yep. if you, if you're separate, if you can. Okay. But what they can do is grab each other's arms, toes, tails, gills, the, uh, the things that are sticking out, you know, what do you call this? Yeah. Right. Sticking out. Limbs. Limbs. All the things. Um. Luckily, though, if an axolotl loses a limb, a tail, a gill, anything, they can regenerate them. Oh, it grows out. It grows back. So oh. they're they're like the one animal. If it does happen, you know, just wait a few. But weeks during maybe. that time, they might not yeah. be able to eat. Anything. Right. Right. So that actually takes a lot of energy for their body to regrow a yeah. body part. But these guys are actually studied in science because of that. They're trying to see if they can apply that to other animal medicine or human medicine oh, wow. so they can regenerate like organs and things mm -hmm. like that or limbs if somebody injured their mm -hmm. hand, arm, whatever it might be. That's very interesting. You guys learning all the things? Yes. That doesn't help them with their endangerment situation. No, eating each other is not great either. So usually in the wild, they'll have like kind of their own little territories. But mm -hmm. let me tell you, mom, axolotl, isn't a good mom. She'll lay the eggs and leave. And that's just the way it is. And the baby axolotl tadpoles will disperse on their own too. Everybody leaves each other alone. Yeah. Because as soon as you see another bigger axolotl, it could be lunchtime. But they don't have a ton of options for but food. They, don't <laughs> they have to put some, like, a male and a female together? True. So for breeding, they will come together. Okay. Um, they do know when it's that time and when it's not that, hopefully, right? You know, it's kind of like spiders. Spiders uh, each other, too. Praying mantis. You know. Right. Uh, I don't I don't know how they know, but I'm sure it's a pheromone thing or a time of year, and mm -hmm. I don't know much about that either. Um, but they do have a sense of smell, so I imagine it's something in the pheromones and things like that. Maybe maybe language that we don't understand. Mm. But they definitely will will breed. That's right. a great question. Um, how can you tell male from female? Are you guys, are you guys studying on how to breed axolotls? <laughs> you asked how many babies, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I don't recommend breeding them unless you're a professional. Um, but how can you tell male from female? Super easy. Ghost is a girl, um, and males have um, a kind of like an undercarriage situation. Oh. These nuts. Oh. <laughs> They'll have like kind of like a bulge, if you will, in their uh. undercarriage. So okay. it's really easy to tell once they're adults. Babies, you can't tell. They all look the same. They're all, they're not mature yet. So no. nothing has happened it's in that hidden. region. It's <laughs> hidden. Okay. It's kind of like a cat. Most cats look the same gender when they're babies. Yes. And then all of a sudden oh, you're yes. like, oh, oh, yeah. D's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does the purpose of the fin on the top of ghost tail do? So her whole body is built like a torpedo. So if she wants to, you saw her swimming back yeah. and forth earlier. You did. She's um, super fast. She's super fast when they want to be. Usually they're just kind of crawling along, but then all of a sudden <laughs> like a fish, right? So her whole body is built like a torpedo and it's yeah. flattened. So I don't know if it has like a particular purpose of just the shape other than to give her like a fish-like yeah. maneuver. But if you think about it without 
the flappy gills and without the arms and legs, she looks like a big tadpole, mm -hmm. which is what she used yeah. to be. So it's kind of just like a tadpole grew arms and legs mm -hmm. and has bigger gills. And that's it. So it's just the, it's just a streamlined, water-friendly shape. And then most, um, of course, amphibians lose their tail, unless they're a salamander, I guess. But they lose their tail and come up on dry land sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not the case with the axolotl. They're supposed to be underwater. Nice. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad you're not going to be breeding them uh, uh, willy-nilly, right? <laughs> I prefer furry pets, LOL, no breeding here. I'm glad you're curious about the slimy ones, though. And uh, that was, those are some really good questions, you guys. Keep them coming if you have more. If I don't get to everybody's questions, I do apologize. But I'm so happy to have so many questions tonight yes. to talk about. Any more questions from you on the no, on the ghost, on the axolotl? <laughs> ghost is doing a great job over there. Can you see why we call her ghost? Yes. She I looks do. like a little floating a ghost little, in there. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, if you guys yeah. love ghosts, don't worry. She's going to stay out here on the table the whole time um, while we're talking about other animals. Our next animal is right over here. Sandra's like moving away from her. So today I actually brought three animals. As usual, we typically talk about three on the show, unless it's a little more or a little less. It just depends on the show. You can watch the, the old reruns, if you will, yes. on our YouTube and Facebook. Um, but typically for a guest appearance show, we bring three animals. And today I kind of I kind of themed it out. It was super yeah. last minute. I was oh. like, ghost is definitely going to be there. Uh -huh. But I thought I would have like maybe like animals that are colored different than their mm -hmm. wild counterparts. Mm -hmm. So um, don't worry. This girl is really sweet. She's one of our nicest animals. I've met her before. Oh, you have. Okay, good. Yeah. Come on. So this is another um, animal that is very different color than her wild cousins out there in the wild. Her wild cousins in the wild. That was redundant. Uh, this is Princess. I'm going to turn our light down a little bit and focus this a little bit so you guys can see her a little bit better. She's going to hide her little face. Uh, Princess is actually a ball python. <clears throat> this is a lot of logistics to be in here today. Um, so a ball python usually has a pattern. Just like ghost in the wild, her species, the axolotl, would have a pattern for camouflage, right? So usually they're going to have like almost like a camo pattern. It looks just like camouflage on, on a soldier's uniform or something like that to be able to blend in, of course. And that's going to help them to blend in from, um, well, for hunting purposes mm -hmm. when they're stalking their prey. But it also can help them blend in to just stay safe <laughs> from all of the other animals. This is an African species. Oh. So ghost is an African species, right? We learned that. She's from Mexico. But this is an animal found in Central Africa, the ball python. Again, a very yes. different color. Ball python because they curl up into a ball most of the time for comfort and to just kind of stay That's safe true. and hidden. They're actually kind of an underground animal. Oh. Strictly terrestrial on the ground and sometimes subterrestrial, which is underground. And most of the time you're going to find them in savannas. You know mm -hmm. what a savanna is? It's so, like open... Open, open grassland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So savannas can have like sparse trees, open grassland. Mm -hmm. They can also be found in, in woods, in scrubs, um, but typically in Central Africa. And uh, sometimes they're found underneath termite mounds. So termite mounds are big. Have you ever yeah. been to Africa? I have. You have? Where did you go in Africa? <laughs> I went to Egypt. Oh, beautiful. That's mm -hmm. not quite savanna territory. No, did you see a lot of desert, desert or more? Okay. More desert. Okay. Egypt mm -hmm. sounds beautiful. I would love to go. I've been to Rwanda yes. and Kenya, and um, there are huge, giant termite mounds in the savannas of Africa. And they're like mountains. I mean, they're bigger yeah. than a person. They're even taller than an elephant sometimes, aren't, just aren't depending they on. Too, like when, when you huge. see them, uh, it's more underground than it is. It's both. Yeah, it's kind of both. It's kind of yeah. like a tree, right? Yeah. So they're going to have a tunneling system. That's very, very true. They're going to have a tunneling system underneath that mountain, if you will. It's like a big, giant anthill made out of like hard rock basically. Mm -hmm. You know what the termites make their termite mound out of? Like what the structure like is made clay? out of? Or basically dirt? it is clay. 
for their dirt. So it's made out of dirt and something else to stick it all together. They use their own saliva. Oh. Yum. <laughs> so they use their own spit and dirt pretty much together and it, and it forms like a hard clay, just like she was saying. And uh, getting all wiggly with me. Bye, princess. <laughs> See ya. Um, so they will kind of live in some of the tunnels underneath the termite mound sometimes. Oh, they'll mm. find like a fallen log or maybe like a tunnel underground that another animal has dug. They're not very good diggers with no legs. Right, right. <laughs> so, but they can definitely adapt to using another animal's home, which is pretty cool. Mm. But they're almost never seen out and about unless it's at night. Sometimes they'll venture out at night. But Africa is a dangerous place for these guys. They're not a big snake at all. No. They don't get much bigger than what she is here. I think the biggest one ever was around five and a half to six foot, but that's super rare. And that's mm. not a very big snake. A lot mm. of snakes are much longer than that. Um, and they are constrictors. They're very, oh, that's a cute shot. Yeah. They are very, very uh, strong in their body. They have strong muscles, um, but they're not the biggest in town, right? There's far larger reptiles in Africa that could easily hurt these guys. So they usually kind of stay to themselves underground. Unless they want to venture out to move from here to there. She's got me trapped, my hand. Um, and they are carnivores, of course, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> actually, we have two carnivores out here right now, ghost and princess. Mm -hmm. And uh, one herbivore coming up, so stay tuned. Um, but these guys will eat things like rodents. So she's got me all, my goodness, she's never happened before. I'm trapped. Um, so these little spots on her face, I don't know if you guys can see the little, see they that. look like freckles. Like on the nose. Type. Kind of like along the sides of her lips there. Yeah. So on her nose, she does have nostrils. So she has the two nostrils. Okay. And then she's got all these little, like, kind of dots on the front of her lips. There's like a little shot. <laughs> she's like, don't look at my lips. Um, so those are heat sensing pits. Oh. So these pythons, all pythons have this. Sorry, this is awkward. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, so pythons have heat sensing pits, um, which can sense the body heat of warm blooded animals. They're cold blooded, just like ghost is too. Amphibians and reptiles are both cold blooded. They have that in common. Um, but that tells you what they eat. So most of the time they're looking for warm blooded animals. That's what they're easily going to be able to find. So rats, mice, birds, things like that. You said how they're Princess? Uh, princess is about five as well. So ghost is about five or six. Princess is about five now. Okay. Four and a half, five years old. I think she's five now. Yeah. I got her as a young ball python, but she wasn't like a newborn or anything like that. So I've had her for about four years. Nice. She's beautiful. Her yeah. coloration, in case you're wondering, is called ivory. This is not an albino. She's an albino. You mm -hmm. know how you can tell the difference between an albino and like a different color the white eye. animal? And the eyes. The eyes. That's yeah. right. So albino animals and humans, whoever, yeah. they have red eyes. Ghost has reddish eyes. Yeah. Kind of goldish reddish eyes, not black eyes. Right. Princess has black eyes. So she's a form of leucistic, which means light colored, but dark eyes. Um, but she's specifically for somebody um, breeding this animal. They got to name it because mm -hmm. <laughs> they were the first ones to breed it. And it's called an ivory. And they're pretty much stark white with dark eyes, but they do have little spots on them. So they're not perfectly white. I know it's really hard to see on the camera for you guys looking, but there's some freckles on her body. And she's going to get more freckles as she grows up. Oh. Okay. Super cute. Would you like is, is she um, this color? Is that something that everyone wants? Um, it's kind of a popular one. It's not a super expensive one anymore. When it yeah. first came out, just like any special coloration, it was very expensive and sought after. And now they're more common. Okay. Uh, I certainly couldn't afford them when they first came out. I bet it was like super, like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of depends. So as that, um, you know, they become more common, they're less expensive. You're more than welcome to actually touch her. She's super soft. Oh, she is. <laughs> And they feel like a like a fine leather to me, very very smooth. And Don't they're not want slimy. Her as a fine leather, of but... course not. 
That's a yeah. lot of times I can get people to actually kind of. It's like a yellow. There is a yellow stripe on the back. That's actually thing. a signature of the of the ivory as well. Mm -hmm. Dark eyes, little freckles, and the yellow stripe. Super faint yellow stripe. You can't even see it on the camera. I don't think. No. So their lights are so bright. <laughs> but ball pythons are super popular in the pet trade um, because of their temperament. Mm -hmm. They're very, very calm. Yeah. I don't necessarily recommend them for everybody because no. you need to do all of your research for any pet. We don't um, impulse buy animals, but ball pythons, I understand why people love them. There's lots of colors you can get, like we mm. said, and they're great temperament. They're very sweet, very calm. Mm. Um, they're actually naturally calm, even in the wild as well. They're more shy. They'd rather mm. kind of hide away and not be aggressive mm. um, like, like other snakes can be sometimes. Any mm. animal in the wild can be aggressive, um, but these guys are known for their calm demeanor. And uh, the other name for the ball python is actually the royal python. Isn't that a nice name, right. royal? Yes. Do you know where that comes from? No. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> You're like, abort, abort. Here, you can hold the tail. Okay. How about that? I'll do that. And uh, the royal python comes from Egypt, actually. Uh -huh. So in Egypt, there's a very famous person named Cleopatra in history, right? That was a real person. Um, mm -hmm. She was said to have loved snakes so much that she had pet snakes. And she had ball pythons for pets, specifically the wild type with the pattern and everything. Um, they would go down to Central Africa and gather all sorts of animals for their menageries for the rich mm -hmm. people in Egypt, right? But she was very famous for having ball pythons and she would wear them around, like around her neck, around her wrists as like living jewelry. And so they got the name the Royal Python because of that. And their scientific name is Python Regius, which means Royal Python. <laughs> Regius, regal. Okay. regal or royal. Is that her? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm like, that's I'm just this is the, the butthole. Um, they rarely go to the bathroom, so you're good. Oh, okay. Um, these guys are very, very um, infrequent restroom users, which I love. Um, yeah. Not every snake is like that. Ball pythons don't go potty very often at all. No. Um, these guys really don't eat very often either. She's just going to be doing her own thing. I'm yeah. trying to control her, but she's like, I'm doing my own yeah. pattern today. She's a rebel today. Mm -hmm. um, so, Princess is a very picky eater. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't eat every time I give her food. In fact, she's like, nah, I'll eat next month. Next month? <laughs> yes. So in the wild, Can we that get is- that diet? <laughs> right? snake diet. Wouldn't that be very efficient? Let, let's do that. I would love to um, not use as many resources and save a lot of money, right? They only uh -huh. have to eat every now and then. In the wild, they can go far longer than that. Oh, wow. Because I mean, it's the wild, they get what they get, right? Not ideal for them to go six months without eating, but they can do right. that. <laughs> Eat twice a year and survive. Isn't that incredible? That's can you imagine? <laughs> that, yeah. We should uh, put that in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should figure this out. Although I don't know if I want to go on an all rat diet. That's kind of gross. Like a whole, whole rat. Every time I hear a whole yeah. like food, a uh, food animal that's five times the size of my head, right. which is what they eat. It's pretty incredible. So they do have a um, a jaw that can expand. Okay. Um, have you ever heard somebody telling you that their jaw unhinges? No. That's a popular like American thing. So don't say that. It's not true. <laughs> okay. You didn't hear it. Just no. kidding. No, no. So their jaw does not unhinge. It's not like, like no. breaking or anything like that. It actually just expands. So right, right here where we have like a solid chin, mm -hmm. they have a gap right here in their bones. Oh. So their bones are, and their bones are very flexible. So their bones can open up like this oh. their skin is there so it's not like too too traumatic yeah. when they do it but their mouth opens so very wide if you look up a, a snake's anatomy like their skeleton you can see there's just like a big gap right here yeah. okay. and then a lot of flexibility in their tendons here and their anatomy here so lots Enjoy. of wide wide open mouth and wow. since she has such a big heavy body mm -hmm. that is where her her tummy is <laughs> you can see about midway right here where it's drooping mm -hmm. there that's where the food goes mm -hmm. and that's about as wide as she can eat 
and see how small the head is compared to her bones. Yeah, it upside down. <laughs> that is incredible. So they can eat something five times the size of their head. Wow. They are constrictors, of course. You know what that means, right? Mm -hmm. It means to squeeze. Yeah. They squeeze things. They squeeze their food. That's it. She's squeezing my hand just to hang on to me, but it's not hurting me. Constriction, yeah. true constriction, is when they they grab their food, hold on. They do have teeth, but their teeth Until are kind of they... like like Velcro. They don't have fangs or anything no. like that because they're they're not venomous. Um, only venomous snakes have fangs, and they're like needles. But these guys have tiny teeth, which mm -hmm. are for hanging on to furry animals or feathery mm -hmm. animals, and then they wrap around with the first half of their body. Give it a nice hug. Mm -hmm. Last hug ever. <laughs> then the animal's ready to eat, right? Oh wow! And then they can eat a whole five times the size of their head that's and amazing. Uh, pretty amazing but that that's why they don't have to eat as often they eat really big meals mm. and since their metabolism is so slow right. and they're cold-blooded they can go a long time without yeah. having to eat i've seen pictures of, of something like they're sitting with it or laying with it and they have just their head on it oh yeah yeah when they're actually about like to eat or going to eat yeah super cool <laughs> But I mean, they're they're carnivores, just yeah. like tigers and lions and everybody else that has to eat meat. Yeah. Ferrets are like that too. Mm -hmm. That's what they have to do to survive. Do yeah, you know that they don't here. blink? Just they like ghosts. Like she doesn't either. have eyelids either. What? Snakes don't have eyelids either. They don't? They don't. They have a scale over their eye instead. Can you guys oh. see her black eyes? Those eyes have a clear scale. She's got scales mm -hmm. all over her for protection mm -hmm. and everything in her skin. Um, but she has a clear scale over her eye. Wow. She can move her eyes a little bit, like yeah. kind of around, just a little bit. Um, but they never have to blink. It's nice and moisturized under there. <laughs> so she doesn't have to worry about that. Like and they're always looking down. around. I know. No staring. <laughs> you cannot win a staring contest with no, a princess. <laughs> or me. <laughs> staring. And uh, yeah, super cool. Very different than a human, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, no blinking required. Not every reptile is like that. Some reptiles do have eyelids, like most lizards do, and things like that, mm. and tortoises and things. So and how, turtles. How is a female male different? On Very this good one? question. Um, size mostly. It's okay. really hard to tell the difference in gender if you're not an expert. Mm -hmm. Um, outwardly they would look the same, especially at this age when she's mm -hmm. still pretty young. But as they reach maturity, when they're able to have babies and things like that, females are much larger. Okay. They're actually about twice the size of a male when they reach mm -hmm. maturity. She and her buddy Prince, I have Prince and Princess. Prince is our male ball python. They're around the same size. Prince is a little bit smaller, like ever so slightly. Mm -hmm. But when she reaches about 10 to 12, 15 years old, she'll look a lot bigger than mm -hmm. him. And he'll kind of just stay smaller. <laughs> but the boys don't have to have the babies. That's why the girls are bigger. They have a lot of eggs. Mm -hmm. Not as much as an axolotl. Right. Um, but they have big eggs. Their eggs are actually about like this big. Oh, wow. And they can have about a dozen. Has she eggs. had any yet? No, no, no. no, no. no we're not cool. planning on it. I don't, I'm no. not a breeder. I don't really know what I'm no. doing there. Um, so, and Prince and Princess don't live together. So there's not going to be any, any of that. No, <laughs> no illegitimate children. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not interested in doing that. We have, we have enough ball pythons with the two of them. Okay. Ball pythons are really not my favorite snakes. I love no. snakes. Snakes are my favorite animals, yeah. but they're, they're picky eaters. They're, um, they can have health problems. Ours don't. No. We were always on top of that, but they're a little more challenging than other species. They're a lot more healthy and, and easily thriving and things like that. They're just not my preference. What but a lot her, of people like them. What's what her it? favorite food? Her favorite? Rats. Is it? Yeah. Okay. She won't eat anything else. No. <laughs> nope. And she rarely eats that, too. She's and one our, of those that, if you yeah. guys know ball pythons out there that are watching, um, ball pythons are really picky. Uh, Prince is a lot better uh, than eating, uh, eating than her, um, but she has to be fed a certain way. It has to be a certain color rat. It has to be a certain time. Oh, wow. It has to be in, in the dark 
she will not she doesn't just take it and eat it like are they every other snake no no (laughs) i've actually tried that i'll be honest i don't recommend live prey for your snakes because it's dangerous to the snake so the snake uh, doesn't bite them in the right way doesn't constrict in the right way etc they can bite rodents bite hard And they have sharp teeth. Um, so it's really, really dangerous for your snake. It's also less humane for the rodent. It's it's much more humane to have a company out there, a breeder, humanely euthanize the rodents. We, we freeze them to store them, and then we thaw them out to feed them. And most snakes do great that way. She actually does eat frozen thawed just fine when she wants to eat. Um, but I have tried live with her to see if it was if that was like maybe Perfect. she needed to be more stimulated by a live mm. rat that does work with some ball pythons, but with her. It does not work. So she's just one of those. But as you can see, not skinny. So she's Mm-mm. okay. And these guys can go a long time without eating. I would say Princess eats about once a month. Uh, Prince eats about um, three times a month. Okay. That just tells you their their differences and their personality. Yeah. And preferences. So somebody is asking a question. I'm going to juggle. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, lots of questions. Uh, your daughter wants a ball python. Do all of your research. Ball pythons are not bad pets, but they do have special health requirements. They require humidity, certain um, uh, amounts of heat. Obviously, we don't recommend a heat lamp with a ball python. We recommend a heat pad because ball pythons don't like the light. They're nocturnal. Um, that can stress them out. Um, their feeding is very, very finicky, as I was talking about with some of them. So just do your research or adopt one that needs a home and that is already eating and doing well. And that way you can actually see exactly how their care was if it's your first time. If it's not your first time with a ball python, go for it. And you're you're familiar with them. That is okay. Just uh, make sure we get that out there, right? Mm-hmm. We're always promoting um, uh, responsible health, uh, responsible health, responsible <laughs> pet care yes. and health care. Sure. Yes. <laughs> be healthy. Everybody be healthy. Why not? How much do you think she weighs? I actually, mm. to be honest, have not weighed her in a hot minute. I will Ooh. try to weigh her soon. Maybe I'll comment that back to go. you in the comments. Um, It is good to weigh your animals, especially if you think they look a little thin. She doesn't look thin at all. Um, And she actually isn't fat either, which can be a problem with these guys too. So they mm-hmm. can be overweight, just like any pet. She so that's important like she to know least over two pounds. pounds i think oh definitely i think she's at least a couple of pounds yeah that's a great great Something yes like for sure but we will see usually these guys are weighed in grams or kilograms um how Which old I'm is very she familiar with. i was gonna say that's that's <laughs> not my thing because i'm american uh but yes i'm sure you could how many kilograms do you think she or how many grams uh i would okay yeah okay <laughs> Hmm. Uh, That's what we should do. Guess the weight, and then we'll the weigh, weight. and then we'll weigh the animal. I would say and you get a price. kilo. Okay. Oh, look at that tail. Yes. She's extra active today. It's warm in here. She sure is. Oh, you sweet girl. They have a forked tongue. You probably yeah. knew that. Their tongue can help them figure out directions. Yeah. With two points, they don't have ears, so they can't hear, but they can smell, and they use their tongue to smell and figure out directions. You're doing great. It's amazing. Oh, but yeah, maybe what one kilo or less. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> she's so like bright white in this light. She just beautiful. stopped doing. You, you good there? <laughs> I guess so. Um. So yeah. So that's our guest. We'll we'll weigh her later and get back to you guys with the. I'll, I'll comment the answer. How about that? She found a good spot. <laughs> hey, Steve. This is my little brother from another mother. Hi, Steve. Um. So, have I ever been bitten by a snake? Yes, many times. I've worked with hundreds, maybe thousands of snakes in my life. I actually used to work for what's called a reptile distribution company. Mm-hmm. And it's just like what it sounds. It's a distribution company for reptiles. <laughs> and that means that we were kind of the middleman between the breeders and the pet store. 
So this is years ago. I used okay. to work for a company um, that we would get tons and tons of snakes, reptiles, all all sorts of exotic animals in, and we would then send them out to pet stores. So that's, that was my job to ship the animals. So I've literally worked with thousands of snakes, and of course, you're gonna get bitten every now and then, just like other animals. Snake bites are princess. really not a big deal. Not princess. No, princess <laughs> has never bitten anybody, to my knowledge, except for her food, and and that's only right. sometimes. Only sometimes she bites her food because she's super picky. Um, sure. But no, she's super trustworthy. This is actually an animal we bring out a lot for programs and let kids hold it. New people I think that's hold. How I met her too. Yeah, I that must have been at pet fest or one I, of the. I think one of the markets. Oh, okay. Pop, yeah. Yeah. So we, we bring her out a lot. She's super easy to handle. Yeah. Um, but yes, I have. Um, I would say the worst snake bite I ever gotten was a ever gotten. Gosh, I ever got was uh, from a boa constrictor, and that was because the boa constrictor was big, and it was actually thinking that I was trying to feed it, and it tried to eat my hand. But it let go, and I was fine. They're non-venomous, right? So we don't handle venomous snakes. I don't condone that. <laughs> uh, not freehand, anyway. I have worked with venomous snakes in the past in my zoo career. Um, but we use equipment to do all that. I'm very safe with other people around you, just in case. But uh, a regular old snake bite that's non-venomous is not a big deal as long as they're a smaller snake. I went to a hunting and fishing show one time, Ooh. and they had rattlesnakes, like 50 wow. of them. And I think Live it was, ones? Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Cool. It was very um, scary. <laughs> yeah, they're they, not really they, for handling. Yeah, they knew how to, um, to keep them moving the right way. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, they had like 50 of them. Oh, wow. in the that's too many. Mm -hmm. Were they like in there with the snakes? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they were, they were joking. They're they like, oh, they're, we used to have 50 of them, but no, they're 49 here now. <laughs> That's not very nice. But I, I'm sure they uh, there's plenty of, um, I don't know how she's just sitting here now. She looks great. You're doing fine. You can get a job here at once in a while. Oh, time. that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nikki says, ball pythons are relatively slow and picky eaters, in my opinion, and everyone's opinion, Nikki, with the this emoji. Um, I own one. Yes, we know. Patches. Patches the python. So how do they catch their prey in the wild? They're ambush predators. So these guys really don't eat very often in the wild, as you can probably imagine. Um, however, in the wild, they are going to take that opportunity, the ones that are smart, or at least wanting to survive, um, they will take the opportunity to eat what comes by. So remember, they're going to be living like kind of in that termite mound, underground, under a log, under something most of the time, just hanging out like this, curled up with their little head like that, resting on their own body. And if something walks by, they're going to sense it with their sense of smell. They're going to see it a little bit. And they're certainly going to sense with their heat, heat hits. Yeah. And that is going to tell them, ooh, now's the time to strike. And they will strike and coil and eat the rodent, right? Or the bird that comes too close. But they are absolutely ambush predators, which means they stay very still most of the time. 98% of the time, a ball python is laying very still safe at home where they like to be quarantined right <laughs> in quarantine and waiting for their food to come to the front door not like seeking out food right. not to say they can't they so could probably do that waiting for it and at night they're far more active when it's a little safer out and there's less predators out mm -hmm. um but that's how they hunt is by ambushing <laughs> that is a great question oh yes uh ricky is reminding us from once in a wild's uh 
Facebook, uh, says you can find pet care information on our YouTube channel. Absolutely. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel and followed us on Facebook and followed us on Instagram and even TikTok and Twitter, um, please follow us on social media. That is a free way to help us out. And you can get all sorts of helpful information on your pets at home um, or maybe pets you're thinking about adopting. Maybe we can actually dissuade you and into not getting a pet or getting a different pet. That is a lot of advice that I get and uh, et cetera. And lots of fun videos in between. Lots of fun guests like yes. Sandra. Sandra's having a lot of fun today. Princess and I, I'm walking home with her. So it's not that scary, right? She's a great no. snake. She's wonderful. She's so Princess is a yeah. very sweet snake. Her name is very Princess nice. for a reason. It's really fun to have a uh, prince and princess. And we used to sometimes use Patches as well, who is um, Nikki's snake. Patches, Prince, and Princess. That sounds like dogs or something, yeah. right? So be like, are you ready to meet Patches, Prince, and Princess? So yeah, she's wonderful. She's She changes a lot of people's minds about snakes. People are scared of snakes, which yeah. I understand if you're not familiar with them or you don't know what you're doing. You should never, ever walk up to a snake and pick it up uh, if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, uh, the average person, right? Uh, that snake could be dangerous or you could be dangerous to it. <laughs> so please don't do that. Please don't harm them either. It's really, really um, nice to just let it be, right? Uh, that is the nicest way you can uh, behave towards any wildlife, right? Yes. So if you see a rattlesnake, a copperhead, anything, a, a garden snake, a garter snake, anything at all, king snake, leave it alone. Those animals are there to do their job, which is eating lots of rodents for us. You, believe me, you don't want too many rodents in your life. Rodents can make us sick, and I'm ready for less disease on the planet. Yeah. So more snakes, please, and less rodents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, princess, you did a great job. And so did you, she princess. <laughs> You're like, thanks. <laughs> so she can't go back crown. because we are going to be needing a rodent last. And remember, that is their food. So not necessarily oh, this type of yeah, rodent, no. but she may not know the difference. And it might be that one day when she's like, yes, that's what I wanted to eat. Since she's so picky. She is nice and secure in her travel enclosure. And I'm sure you guys know that this is not what the animals live in. <laughs> so she's seeing the little travel enclosure. Yeah. It's just a little, um, like a like a tote. Yeah. <laughs> and it has little um, little holes. flaps to make sure, and air holes, of course, to breathe. Mm -hmm. And it has little, um, what do you call these? Locks, Locks. to make sure she doesn't escape. Mm -hmm. um, but this is kind of like the animal's car seat, if you That's will, great. to be able to travel and hang out here in the studio today. Now, before we finish with our finale, <laughs> our last animal is a rodent. But before mm -hmm. I forget to remind everybody, thank you so much for being here, by the way. If this is your first time visiting us on Once in a Wild Wednesday uh, with a guest, which is really fun. But in general, we are here each and every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time because we're in South Texas, of course. And uh, I'm from San Antonio. She's from New Braunfels, mm -hmm. right north of here. No no problem. <laughs> not, not far at all. Just not even an hour away. Yeah. And uh, not even like 30 minutes away from us. Mm -hmm. Perfectly hopefully convenient for you to show up today. Yes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so if this is your first time joining us, welcome or welcome back if it is your 100th time because we have done over 100 live streams. Can you believe it? I know, it's crazy. Totally. I can't believe this. Uh, it's one of those things where we just had to adapt yeah. to what was going on in the planet, for right? Sure. And it's really taken off. So we're very, very proud of that. Um, but if this is your first time, don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, follow us everywhere. But you can also donate to our animals. You can help feed Princess once a month. <laughs> you can help feed ghosts three times a week. <laughs> and you can help feed our last animal each and every day because he's a rodent. But all of our animals need care. 
all of our animals need vet care sometimes and they need food and toys and all sorts of fun things. So you guys can donate to us if you feel it in your heart to do so. Thank you very much ahead of time. Or you can donate items at onceinawild.com. We have an Amazon wish list, which is really fun to kind of select the gifts for yeah. us and just send them over. And we always uh, super appreciate that. And before we conclude, I want to make sure you also are able to plug everything from your end as well. Where can people find you? Yeah, no. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, again, One more time. Sandra, I'm the owner of Skyline Canopies. Uh, we produce uh, custom canopies, flags, table covers, and our website, you can reach us at skylinecanopies.com uh, and all the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, we do have a YouTube, there but we go. it's not as advanced as yours. So, <laughs> oh, hey, stick to the website. It is okay. <laughs> there you go. SkylineCanopies.com. Everything you need for um, promoting your business in person, right? Um, and uh, all sorts of uh, all sorts of really neat, high quality items that they can hook you up with and uh, be part of the Skyline Canopies family. Mm -hmm. And uh, join us over at um, Kids Fest, New Braunfels Kids Fest, coming up in November. Stay tuned for all the details there. I, I believe we have a guest coming up that's going to go over all of that. But that is partially Sandra as well. And uh, yeah, check them out on their social media too and give them some love over there. Share the video with all your friends and family that love animals and advertisement. <laughs> and uh, we can all be one big happy family, right? For sure. Okay. So that is that. And uh, let's meet one more animal who, yes. pardon me, I'm going to have to like bend this way yes. to get him because he's down on the floor as you might imagine we're here in a studio very limited space we have an axolotl here a human here <laughs> and another human which is me right for sure but i figured i would bring this cutie pie to the show today yes. and uh he was down in his travel enclosure or tub mm -hmm. and uh this is iggy everybody iggy yeah nobody can see your face Iggy and you can't see anything um this is Iggy the guinea pig um he's very famous here at once in a wild a very popular critter and for good reason he is very 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 special and one of a kind um he's one of our animal rescues and uh he came from us uh to us from another family and uh I think he had had several homes before that so he is a uh, kind of a hand-me-down animal I don't know why, because he's perfect in every single way. <laughs> this mm -hmm. animal is one of my favorites, and I'm not a guinea pig person, but he is very special and very, very charismatic and sweet. And uh, he does come to a lot of our programs, uh, petting zoos, festivals, all sorts of things. He is super popular, very friendly, and loves to be pet. And uh, right now I'm just holding him so you guys can see him. As you can see, he is a long-haired uh, Peruvian guinea pig. So the Peruvian is his breed, and he's got long straight hair and it's quite messy right now i do apologize we brush him every single day at least once a day and he gets his bath once a week and he needs a bath you gonna get a bath after the show he's like oh, bath. Yeah. it takes him a while to dry off too <laughs> so sometimes we have to blow dry we always condition he is very high maintenance but super worth it so guinea pigs are great pets you guys i do recommend guinea pigs for the right family it's kind of like having a dog or a cat though you always want to do your utmost to take good care of them take them to the mm -hmm. vet when they need it they don't need vaccines and things like that but they do need to be cleaned up at least twice a day mm -hmm. they are very messy as you can see down below yeah. that is just in the yep. small amount of time that he's been hanging out with us mm -hmm. uh, lots and lots of pellet poop <laughs> these guys are rodents they're also an animal that's active 20 hours a day oh, wow. 
They need a lot of space. They need a friend to hang out with, whether it's you all the time, which is probably not practical, or another guinea pig friend. Um, they really do well with another guinea pig or several other guinea pigs. We have four. And uh, a group of guinea pigs is called a herd, Ooh. just like cows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so they live in groups called mm -hmm. herds. Uh, do you know where guinea pigs come from in the wild? The Guinea. Guinea is a great guess. <laughs> Like, no, they don't come no, from they Guinea. No, okay. they don't. That is a great um, guess that you're like, well, duh, they, Guinea. I was like, nope. Guinea's in Africa, right? And New yeah. Guinea is somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they don't come from Guinea or New Guinea. Huh. So the word Guinea in their name has to do with what they used to cost oh. as pets in the old days. So a Guinea mm -hmm. is like a, like a, uh, a currency, right? It's money uh -huh. in Europe. Um, and that's what they used to pay one guinea, I believe, or two guinea for a guinea pig. <laughs> and that's mm. how they got the the nickname, oh. guinea pig. But the pig part comes, it's really confusing. Yeah. It's, it, they're not pigs, they're rodents. Yeah. They're related to mice and rats and squirrels. Mm -hmm. um, they are absolutely not a pig, but they kind of are pig shaped. They kind of remind, I guess, reminded people of a pig. They have really strange little flower like ears it's really hard to see on Iggy I do apologize but they have like kind of like flower petal ears that look like almost like a puppy yeah you can totally move his hair so we can see yeah yeah why not ears. there's an ear that's right covered there. by hair there's <laughs> one of his little cute ears kind of looks like a pig's ear that flaps over right some mm -hmm. some pigs that's a little bit um, but also their noises they do make pig like squeals mm -hmm. wee, 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 all the way home and uh, <laughs> and they make all sorts. Of, they make about fourteen different vocalization oh. noises, and that is to communicate with each other. And that is where the word pig comes from, and their name pig from the sounds. But they're rodents. But guinea pigs come from South America. That's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're actually in Peru, is where they were originally Ooh. domesticated by the Incas, the uh, indigenous people down in Peru, right? Mm -hmm. But they were not domesticated for pets. They were domesticated for food. So these guys are livestock. Oh wow! <laughs> so another why another reason why they call them pigs. pigs. So it's pig, guinea pig. It's like a poor man's pig. Um, the um, noises as well. I'm gonna hold him over here because he's getting a little uncomfortable with the that position. Or um, something like that thing. Yeah. So they're they're basically a don't listen, Iggy. They're basically a rat you can eat. <laughs> don't eat them, but that's what they in Peru they still eat them. They're farmed for food, and it's not really unnatural because they are a prey animal mm -hmm. don't worry Iggy's gonna be our, our best friend for life um but um that is where they originally started domesticating the wild version of the guinea pig which was called the cooey or KV. different names for them it's very confusing <laughs> that animal in the wild is extinct the original guinea pig does not exist anymore oh wow. isn't that interesting hmm. so they domesticated them into a different species now there's different breeds because they don't all have long hair do they no. they have short hair spiky hair some of them have curly hair some of them have afros there's even one with no hair called a skinny pig skinny skinny pig, pig. it's just skin they have like a little like wow. whiskers and things super cute okay. um but he's my favorite breed the peruvian uh -huh. yes i, I know hear. buddy you're so sweet you hear his little yeah. pig noise um, uh, but, uh, they, um, like I said, don't exist in the, in the wild anymore, but they're from South America. That's where the species is from. And they've been domesticated for over 5,000 years. Oh, wow. I know. They've they're, been they're... around for a while then. Yeah. So. The same size? Yes. They, they've stayed the, the same size pretty much. Just different colors, different mm -hmm. coat lengths and textures. Um, just like dogs. Dogs mm -hmm. have a lot of different breeds, obviously, different colors. Um, and again, this is an animal just like Ghost and Princess that you guys saw our ball python. Um, not the same color in the wild. He doesn't look anything like the wild version. Back in the day when they still existed, mm -hmm. the wild version had much longer legs. They could run a lot faster than these guys. These okay. guys have short legs. Super, mm -hmm. they're fast, but not very fast. Yeah. Enough to kind of run a little bit, but 
very domesticated now. And um, they have short hair. They're all brown, kind of like mm -hmm. a squirrel, mm -hmm. like a common squirrel that you would see around here. If that makes sense, because they can blend into stuff. They're more of a natural color, like the earth, and uh, faster. Does he climb? The ears actually are upright. They don't really climb, no. but they could like hop up on top of a log and like hop down. Definitely a ground animal, though. That's mm -hmm. a good question. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys are eaten by almost everything in South America. There's all sorts of, and people too. <laughs> There's all sorts of different predators that they yeah. have, right? Mm -hmm. Snakes, um, jaguars, mm -hmm. <laughs> birds of prey, mm -hmm. crocodiles, all sorts of things eat. Uh, the Kui or KV in the wild. And that being said, I know the, the original one of these guys is extinct, but there's other versions of the KV. There's like different species that are still existing in the wild. That's how we know about their natural history. Pretty cool. Hmm. He is super wonderful. You can pet him all you want. I'm just going to hold on. Uh, we don't know because he's a rescue. So oh, we, yeah. we got him as an adult. So he was I already see. like this age or the size, not this age, but he was the size when we got him about two years ago. Okay. And uh, he's they absolutely get? wonderful. Um, they can live... I feel like the oldest one ever was like 11, but that's super ancient for a guinea pig. These guys yeah. usually live on average from like four to eight mm -hmm. at the very most. So is there but, any like uh, illnesses that? Yes. They, so a yeah. lot of them are not fed properly. That's usually where they meet their demise and become unhealthy. These mm. guys should be on a um, mostly hay diet, just like mm -hmm. horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they eat mostly hay and um, other veg vegetables that we give them in the morning. We give them vegetables in the morning. Just a little mm -hmm. bit, though. Mm -hmm. And these guys need vitamin C in their life. So mm -hmm. if you don't give them enough vitamin C, they can become very sick. Um, and that's usually where they don't do well in human care. Right, buddy? Mm -hmm. But a lot of them, um, obesity is where they actually uh, pass away. They get way too fat. People overfeed them. Um, mm -hmm. They make guinea pig pellets, just like rabbit pellets or horse pellets, but you should only feed them a little bit. In fact, for guinea pigs, it's one eighth cup per day maximum per, uh -huh. per guinea pig. Oh. And that's it. That's more than enough food. Just like if you're feeding a horse, you mm -hmm. don't give them like a whole bucket full of feed. No. That's no. too much food. Right. And they can get very sick, sick to their stomach and things like that. Mm -hmm. So same thing with the guinea pig. These guys are grazers. <laughs> They're up for 20 hours a day grazing mm -hmm. on grass like a cow or a horse. And mm -hmm. uh, they only sleep for four hours a day in little naps. Do you ever let him outside? In the Not grass? really. When we do programs with them, we yeah. do. And they, they'll eat the grass. They love to munch on the grass. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of outdoor um, shows and programs, petting zoo. We have like a special round pen that we set them up, as you know. Yes. And, yes, yes. Uh, are you going to lick my, he's licking my finger. That's really <laughs> cute. Like, do you have snacks? <laughs> I will eat the snacks. So guinea pigs, I think, make really good pets. Um, For the right yeah. person, they're not low maintenance. <laughs> they're high maintenance, but they're sweet. They're actually very, very um, easygoing. They don't really mind being held and cuddled and things like that. It's, you know, not like all the time, but, mm -hmm. you know, give them breaks every now and then. Um, But they're they're fully domesticated. They're not mm -hmm. a wild animal, which is nice, like mm -hmm. a dog or a cat. So very, very doable for the right family. We always recommend adopting a guinea mm. pig before you shop at a pet store um, and uh, looking for one that needs a home because a lot of people impulse buy all kinds of animals, but you'll go to a pet store mm. and they'll just impulse buy yeah. a guinea pig and they're like, never mind, I don't want this anymore for my kid or whatever mm. the case may be, or for themselves. And a lot of them end up homeless. So mm. there are rescue organizations for dogs, cats, and guinea pigs, rabbits, all sorts of domestic animals. So you should look into that first. And that's how we got Iggy. Iggy actually just kind of happened to us, but yeah. we didn't, we didn't, we weren't looking for him, but I'm he, sure he was looking for you. He was looking for me <laughs> and I'll never let him go now. So nuts, <laughs> nuts and things, are they good with that or that's not? No, not really necessary no. in their diet. They can eat the seeds that are in, in vegetables, mm -hmm. like peppers and okay. things like that. Um, but I think nuts and things like that would be too fatty too, okay. for them. 
So no, no D's nuts for these guys. Um, animals <laughs> like like parrots can eat nuts sparingly for treats. Mm -hmm. um, what other animals eat nut squirrels? Obviously, right. But that's probably why you asked mm -hmm. because they're squirrel like. Yeah. Um, but no, they're they're not as active and they're active, but not as athletic as a squirrel. Squirrels mm -hmm. are always burning energy all the time. Right. Have you ever seen a squirrel? <laughs> they're woo like oh, on crack. They're on sure. they're on D's nuts all the time. <laughs> Lots of energy. Uh, squirrels don't just eat nuts; they eat all kinds of stuff. Right. But vegetation squirrels actually eat meat too depending on oh the species. yeah they'll eat like lizards and baby birds and Dead eggs something new yeah yeah but they're not, so they're not it's the iggy you said he's with other yes. guinea pigs yeah we have a herd of four and they're all boys uh all boy guinea pigs are called boars like a, a boy yes. pig and sows for females <laughs> oh like a pig but you would never put them together N not me personally because i don't no. breed them right no. so i don't recommend doing that either if you're at home mm. um you can get them spayed or neutered if you want to um mm. with guinea pigs though you have to have to have to make sure and get the right vet because they're very high risk under anesthesia mm. so most guinea pig professionals that i've met and talked to you they recommend just keeping them separated mm. unless there's a medical reason for a spay or a neuter it's not like a dog or a cat where they should always be spayed or neutered in my opinion mm. um or even like a ferret or a rabbit those guys mm. can definitely get spayed and neutered very easily with little consequences these guys don't do very well under anesthesia mm. so you have to make sure if you need to get them spayed or neutered for any reason that you go to a vet that's very experienced very with guinea pigs so i did a lot of research none of mine are neutered but they're yeah. all boys yeah so they're they're no babies <laughs> yeah they're pretty good together most of them yeah okay <laughs> they have their so moment what what about their paws or what do you call them yeah so they do oh his little foot yeah, uh, feet i guess yeah they have very tiny feet yeah so a guinea pig is is um roughly shaped like a potato underneath all this hair right um and they have very slender little legs they're not built for climbing at all, so no. moving him around, he's like, so don't drop me, toes. but they have tiny little feet. Four toes up front, three and back. three in the back. That's right. Look at that. So they're direct relatives. It's in the, like, the KV family. Um, all of those relatives have four in the front and three in the back. So, but they're all rodents as well. So yeah. rodent means they have the teeth that never stop growing, that they have to, like, chew on stuff. Like a rat, rat rats mm -hmm. chew on things, right? Mm -hmm. And squirrels. Mm -hmm. um, all rodents have to chew. Their main way of keeping their teeth healthy is by eating the right food so they eat the hay and oh, okay. the hay by grazing they're going to keep their teeth i see rabbits the same way okay keep. that's neat um great yeah. questions oh okay. Iggy, your hair is so silly <laughs> and uh we yeah, had uh <laughs> hamsters mm -hmm. another um, rodent yeah yeah when we, when we were younger uh-huh i uh, want to <laughs> can't say the and gerbils for the they didn't so yeah well hamsters already don't live very long no no they don't okay. two is like pretty long life i don't know how long yours lived but no, uh it three would be like ancient for a hamster mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. no it was it one got out and Aww. and then the other one passed because they missed that one yeah and i mean you wouldn't believe how often i i hear this you guys is people's sad pet stories but that's why yeah. we exist we want to mm -hmm. educate you guys on not just the wildlife and like yeah. the axolotls and endangered species all of that but also pet care um we're very mm -hmm. passionate about pet care because those animals matter too yes. <laughs> which is why we wanted to be part of um pet fest and all of that too i mean th that's just one reason um mm -hmm. but i've always been super passionate about pets being very important they're they're just as wonderful as wild animals too and they mm -hmm. deserve very good care as, as good as you can give them and not everybody should have them. <laughs> not everybody should have a pet or a guinea pig or a hamster. No. Because <laughs> things can happen. Mm -hmm. You may not know, you know. No. You're awfully cute. I Iggy. can see why he's icky. 
Yeah, he named after Iggy Pop. Yeah, the the pop the the punk rocker, right? Iggy Pop. That's awesome. Um, and then we have Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. Okay. And then we have uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. He's the last skinny kid that we have. Nice. You're gonna meet all those guys after this. Love it. Look at his little He's legs. Awesome. He's got one leg here yes. and one leg on the other side of my arm, uh-huh. just hanging over. He's better than a dog. awesome and he's trying to eat my finger but he's being very gentle that's one thing about guinea pigs is they do have strong teeth but they're not really um known to bite because they're domesticated they can bite but usually they Mm. don't they're they're actually pretty passive Mm. um he's not even he's just licking me really which is Mm. super adorable um but uh their mouth is very tiny so they're not really uh that's not their go-to for safety in the wild they rather just run away and get underneath something and feel safe in numbers and that's really how they are Mm mm-hmm because if they stop to try to bite a jaguar, it's not going to do anything, right? So and are they eating. able to wink? Or yeah, they can definitely blink. Blink, <laughs> wink, blink. They can wink <laughs> and blink. I'm pretty sure they can wink, but I know they can blink. Uh-huh. His eyelids too. Yeah. He likes his cheeks being scratched. Aww. Aww. He's super sweet. Well, super it's sweet. been a lot, a lot of fun. Yes. I feel like we can talk probably, all night. <laughs> probably kept you over that hour. Oh, don't for worry. Sure. Don't worry. Let's, let's check. <laughs> Oh, yep, a little bit. Not too bad. No, we're doing this fine. This is so much fun. We're doing fine. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, here's the time. Whoa, we've gone way over. I hope you guys enjoyed it, though. We had a lot of um, a lot of interaction with our audience yes. tonight. I'm sure you guys are asleep by now. But thank you so very much for watching. Thank you, Sandra, for thank being you. here. It's been a lot Appreciate of fun. It. You're welcome back anytime, literally anytime. And uh, I think it's time to go tour our animal collection. Yes. That'll be behind the scenes. So maybe she'll take some photos yes. with the animals. After I would this. love so that. So look forward to that on social media. Well, That's you guys, it's been wonderful. We hope to see you next week with another special guest on the show next Wednesday, same time same place 6 30 p.m central standard time on facebook and youtube and uh we'll say goodbye everybody sing along <laughs>